Next on the College Rugby Wrap-Up, clarity in the women's and men's playoff pictures. Plus, Alex Goff shares his college knowledge with Zach Lanning, Colby Marshall, and Josh Ressio. Rugby Wrap-Up brought to you in part by Sheehy Auto Stores. It's easy at Sheehy. The Pig and Whistle, the world's best rugby pump. And Lean and Limber, stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle. Hey everybody, and welcome back to this week's College Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in New York City. Zach Lanning, the maniac, up in Maine. Colby Marshall, representing the state of New Jersey, the Garden State, and Josh Ressio up very early in San Francisco, yet looking very clean and dapper. Welcome, gentlemen. we got a lot to talk about. We also have Alex Goff, our special guest in the waiting room, to bring him in, uh, weigh, weigh in with his wisdom. But we've got uh, out west, College Rugby, Playoffs, uh, the CRAA D1A bracket, the, the first game in the West, Central Washington pummeled Cal Poly 62-17, setting up a round two matchup with the Cal Bears with Central Washington. Josh, give us your thoughts on this. No real surprises here, Matt. I mean, we weren't really expecting Central Washington not to come out of this with a win. 62-17. I think shows some both good and bad uh, for the game when we're trying to talk about what they're setting up with when they have to go against Cal. Um, I really did like that they were able to kind of jump out to that 33 to nothing lead during that game in a live stream that maybe was a little bit hard to follow. Uh, it definitely was a really windy day. So, you know, kudos to them for still being able to get out that, uh, get out that live stream for everyone to watch. But um, in the 33 to nothing part of the game, you really saw Central Washington really focusing on their defense, doing a real good job of keeping Cal Poly from really able to get any sort of momentum going. And that's going to be really important when we start previewing this Cal game, right? Cal's able to put up 40, 60 points in 20, 20 so minutes. So if in order for Central Washington to be able to come into this game and actually have a chance, they're going to have to play like they did in the first part of the Cal Poly game and really just kind of keep the ball away from those Cal stars that they have all over the field. All right, guys, we get the big bucks to pick these games. Colby, let's put you on the hot seat and you go first. Yeah, I like Central Washington to get this W against Cal. I think they're a team that is playing great rugby right now. They're coming off a big win. I think they have all the momentum. Rugby is a game of momentum, a game of runs, and I think they're going to get it done. Zach. What do you make of this? I, you know, uh, I'm still really from that pick on from Colby. He was right. I will say we'll talk about later about uh, life over Navy, but I don't think you're going to get this one, Colby. I'm Cal all the way. Cal's just too explosive. They are, like Josh said, they can score and burst. Uh, the talent gap at each position, I think, is just too much for Central Washington to overcome in this one. I see Cal rolling possibly by 20 points in this one. I don't see Troy Lockyer on the field for Cal, so I don't know where this confidence is coming from. But I got Max Schumacher. They've got Captain Sam Gala, who's a Schultz, uh, Schultz Award nominee. Uh, they got plenty of talent on that field at, at pretty much every spot. So, yeah, yeah. I, I see them winning. Josh, the new the new newly branded personal trainer, Colby, has been doing too many curls has gone to his head. What do you, what do you make out about this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've, we've tried to pick games against Cal this year, and they've really made us pay for it. Uh, Cal throughout the entire year has proved to be the unanimous, like number one team in the country. Well, you Cal specifically have picked the game. I, I specifically so, am eating my words with some of my know. Cal predictions. So I'm not going to make that mistake here. Um, you know, the bye week even gave Cal probably another opportunity to prepare for Central Washington. I don't think they were trying to, they kind of knew what was going to happen. 
So I'm predicting Cal is going to probably walk away with a pretty easy win here. Do I think that Cal is going to breeze their way into the finals? I don't know yet, but they're definitely going to make it out of the second round. All right. I'm going to quote John Bradshaw Layfield as Zach has done previously. He's on the rugby odds, our other show, one of our other shows. Uh, Cal is going to roll damn boys. They're going to roll damn boys is what Cal's going to do. It's yeah. Berkeley, not Texas. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Let's move on to the next one. Number three, the BYU Cougars played Arizona in the other game. It was 59-13 in favor, in favor of your Cougars, Colby. Yeah, the final score was indeed a blowout, Matt. Uh, but I, I think the 12 minutes, the game was even killed. You saw Arizona very much alive in the game, going toe-to-toe with BYU. And they even had the game's first best scoring opportunity when they had a nice two-on-one on the wing um, in the eighth minute of the first half. They just couldn't get any points um, going early on. And then BYU came back with flanker Spencer Ika, who had a really nice run up the middle on the Wildcats defense, broke two tackles, and got the first points of the game for both teams. And then from there, BYU never looked back. They went on a 28-0 run, 26-0 run and uh, had a 25-point lead at halftime and just, you know, dominated the game from there. They were purring from that point on. Oh, just it just <laughs> writes itself. It just writes itself, guys. That sets up the next match, which is going to be St. Mary's at number two, hosting BYU. Zach, why don't you tee us off? Sure, yeah. This one, I think, was the toughest to call for me. St. Mary's has been a squad squad this year, but they've had to come back from so many deficits. They've had to fight back against UCLA, who's probably should have ended up winning that game. Um, so they have not really been as dominant. Uh, if there was any team that was going to beat them, it would be BYU. But the one thing that sticks in my cross is that St. Mary's has just crushed BYU twice this year so far. They've had their number all year. Uh, so it's really, it's a toss up, but I'm going to go with the upset that I want to see here. And I'm going to pick the BYU Cougars uh, to be the only, I think, lower seed to make it through here. Yeah. So I'll Whoa. go with the upset pick. Well, I thought, I thought Josh was going to be the contrarian here. Josh, are you agreeing with the maniac? You know, I, um, I watched the BYU Arizona game and I was, you know, looking for a lot there to kind of help my, make my prediction for the St. Mary's game. And as much as BYU did really cruise to an easy win, as we expected, you know, them to do and get out of the first round, I think we've really set ourselves up for a third match at St. Mary's and Cal. Um, I think St. Mary's is going to be able to pull it off. And that second win that they had over BYU was, was kind of a statement win, you know, to win 60 to 29 in Provo is a, is a big statement. That's a really great home field for BYU. So I think St. Mary's is going to make it out of the second round, especially because they get to host in front of some of the best fans I think in the country. Colby. Yeah. I love what Josh said about St. Mary's fans. I think that home field advantage for them is going to be huge. And I always say it's really, really tough to beat a team three times in one season and whatever sport you're talking about. And that's what St. Mary's is up against, against the Cougars. But I, again, I think the home field is just going to be too much um, for BYU. So I like St. Mary's to move on as well. All right, I'm going to say St. Mary's, the Gales, the other Gales, not the Iona Gales, the St. Mary Gales, are going to win 40-27. to 27. All right, guys, we got to take a quick break, but we'll be back with the East after this. Selling or trading in your vehicle? She makes it easy. With Easy Trade, start online or visit us in-store. We want your vehicle, and we'll give you up to 125% of KBB value. It's easy at Sheehy.
If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig and Whistle, on West 36th Street. And we are back, and it was number four life playing number five Navy. And, of course, Navy was going to win this one because three of us picked Navy, but we were wrong, weren't we, Zach? It was 26-13 in favor of life. Yeah, we got to give our kudos to uh, Colby, the only one on the panel, to uh, to stick with life and have faith in, in life uh, university. They, You know, we should have seen it coming probably. They were a higher seed. Navy had had a rough spring season. Um, but I, I really I don't think that life won this game in convincing fashion. It was obviously the closest of any of this opening round matchups. Um, and it would really they just were able to capitalize on some of the mistakes that Navy made. I mean, their first try they scored. Uh, one of the Navy guys went down in a ruck and kind of just threw the ball up uh, to try and you know make something happen. I think they were overreaching and life took it to the house from there. Uh, you know, a lot of miscues. No, neither team could really win their own line out ball. A lot of kicking errors, handling errors. So. Although life won this this matchup, I think, you know, they were just able to capitalize on some of the mistakes that the Navy side made that I don't think you're going to see the Army side make in that next matchup now. Yeah, it was a little sloppy when it came down to the fundies. But, Josh, did you want to say anything about this match? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's really tough because Navy played an amazing fall. And this is one of those examples where we see a team that's playing their main portion of their season in the fall. And then we'd have to wait all the way till April to play in the playoffs. I I really liked Navy throughout the year. And I think if, you know, this game was played at a different time, I think you maybe would have saw a much less sloppy, more kind of like tuned Navy. And we maybe would have been able to see that Navy army matchup, but it, you know, we have to wait till the spring. So kudos to life for getting the win. Um, you know, I, they definitely played and were the better team in the end. Yeah. There were also some, some travel concerns as well for Navy. I saw on, on social media, they were somewhat upset about having to travel to Atlanta on masters weekend. Uh, so it may have been tough for them to get flights and accommodations and stuff. So, you know, we've seen a few scheduling issues going with this tournament. Don't know if that necessarily contributed to their on-field play, but it, it was an issue that they, that they had brought up uh, early in the week. Colby. Yeah, not only does this game show that I know exactly what I'm talking about, <laughs> but I think it speaks to the beauty of college rugby and how anything can happen um, on any given day. If a team is in form and they've had uh, some more games under their belt recently, they can pull up an upset. And that's and that's kind of what happened with life. And so, you know, last week I talked about their matchup against Army is going to be something that, you know, I think they're looking forward to that rematch. Um, after that 14 to 10 defeat that they suffered earlier in the year. And so I like, I, I, I really uh, am excited to watch that game. All right. Well, you were right. We were wrong. You get to gloat. But I want to piggyback what Josh was saying. And this is a perfect example of how we need to get this college landscape cleaned up and that we're playing fall one side, one code and spring the other code. For the most part, I'm still saying that it should be 15s in the fall and sevens in the spring. But again, the product suffers everybody if a team like Navy has that layoff. And I know they're going to say, oh, well, they didn't have that much of a layoff. They played such a... Doesn't matter. You you, you, you got to play the same code in the same season. Josh. I'm still going with Army here. Um, you know, impressive for life to get out of the first round. You know, Colby can definitely <laughs> stay on that train if he wants. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see Army getting out of the second round here. It's going to be close. Colby. I think life's going to benefit from seeing uh, Army earlier, earlier in the year and playing them in a close game. You know, they only lost by four points. 
they have, I think, a little less to play for. I think all the pressure is going to be on the Golden Knights. So I, I like life. He's, he's doubling down, Zach. Yeah, I, I you know, he may be right. He was right before. But I think the big factor here is that bye week. So life just coming off the heels of a very physical match against this Navy side. Uh, Army had that week to rest. And like I said in the beginning, it's just uh, a side the Army side is not going to make the same mistakes that the Navy side did for life to capitalize on. So I see Army taking this one uh, by by one score, one score game, but Army for sure. Yeah, Matt Sherman and co. have that Army team firing on all cylinders. And I think they are a much better team than Navy. Sorry, Navy. And I think they're going to smoke life by 10 points or more. How about them apples, Colby? You're, well, you're, not even you're a, a blind squirrel finding find a nut, Colby. <laughs> that That's would still be are. a close game. That's not even a blowout. <laughs> then we had that other game in the East where Texas A&M and Arkansas State hooked up. Texas A&M number three, Arkansas State number six, and Arkansas State walloped them 28 zip. How'd that happen, Josh? Well, it was, it was actually a forfeit, you know. Uh, <laughs> A bunch of scheduling issues. Texas A&M wanting to play a game on a Friday. Uh, bad weekend to have to travel down to Texas A&M for Arkansas State. It it was kind of a mess, to be honest. In a game, I think that originally we really wanted to see Ohio State coming out of the Big Ten after the big season they had in the fall. We really wanted to see that matchup. Thought it would have been a closer matchup. It sucks that you know we we had the playoff game that had to end in a forfeit. Um, especially you know as we saw with the life and army game, you know, some scheduling issues some travel issues makes it really hard for these teams to travel and crisscross the country week to week for these playoffs. So I hope it's a learning lesson. You know, Arkansas state, we still thought was going to cruise for the win. So the team we think is better is making it to the second round, but um, a little disappointing to see that uh, we had a forfeit in a, you know, our college rugby playoff. And I'm guesstimating that the forfeit loss in college is kind of like what it is in professional rugby. It's 28 points because you get four converted tries. Uh, Zach? Yeah, I so that if it was 28 points, that would probably be one of the higher totals that Arkansas State has scored all, all year. So they were probably super happy about that. Uh, that's why I don't think they make it past Lindenwood uh, in any scenario in this next round here because they just can't score. You know, Lindenwood beat them twice already this year by a combined score of 42 to 5. Um, so you, you got to be able to put the ball in the try zone if you're going to have any shot against a program like Lindenwood. Um, their defense is too strong. So for me, the pick is, is Lindenwood by 20 points. I think it's a shutout. I think they don't score at all. Colby, any thoughts on this one? As far as the forfeit, you never like to see uh, that sort of thing happen. Um, as far as the match, I like Lindenwood. Um, like Zach said, I, I think they've been too dominant against Arkansas State throughout the year, and um, I think they'll come away with the W. Well, since the other two already decided to jump the gun and put their picks in, I'll just <laughs> I'll just finish it around, and then we can go right back to you, Matt. Uh, Lindenwood, I think, just like Zach had said, uh, should pretty much easily breeze past this game. They played Arkansas State twice, and in those games, they've just looked dominating. Um, Lindenwood is still my favorite team in this tournament, so I'm, I'm, I'm jumping on the Lindenwood train. I'm, I'm going to say that they're going to win pretty easily, maybe 20, 30 points. And, you know, the other side of the forfeit is that Arkansas State didn't get that game action, that critical game action that they would have needed. And I'm going to say Lindenwood, with that talented roster and that depth, again, wins this one easily. 
All right, Zach, let's switch over to the women's side. Yeah, so again, just a reminder that this weekend, the D1 Elite matches kick off as well. And the D1 women's bracket is going to start their first round of games. We weren't sure last week what that field was going to look like, that final field. But we do know now, after a board meeting last night, uh, they have filled out that bracket. So the matchups we mentioned to you last weekend, uh, BYU, who I think is all of our favorites to win that tournament in the D1 side, uh, will be taking on the University of Washington. The other matchup in that West uh, field is now confirmed as Stanford, which is the number one team in the Pac Mountain versus Grand Canyon University. It was the second team coming out of the Pac Desert. So winner of BYU, University of Washington, which will be BYU, is going to play either Stanford or GCU. Then in the East, uh, you had your UCF and Virginia Tech matchup all squared away, but we were waiting on an opponent for the University of Virginia. Uh, And that has finally been decided with an at-large bid Uh, It's going to be Colby's favorite, UNC, the Tar Heels. Uh, University of North Carolina is going to come in uh, and take on Virginia in that one. So that bracket is now finally all filled out and squared away. Uh, You know what? That segues perfectly into our Sheehy Auto Stores pop quiz. Guys, here's the question. Which former Tar Heel has scored 100 tries in her 137 career games with Team USA on the HSBC 7s series. Colby? I'm going with Nia Tapper. Josh? I was also going to say Nia Tapper. Zach? I, too, was going to say Nia Tapper for this one. Holy smokes, pigs are flying, snowballs in hell. All three contestants are right on this week's (laughs) Sheehy Auto Stores Pop Quiz. You all get a virtual car. With that, we have to take a quick break before we bring in Mr. Alex Goff. We'll be right back. Been blind since I was four. And I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste. And my beer is Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think is on the label? I think there's a, a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer. back with the legend, the esteemed, the wise, Alex Goff of the Goff Rugby Report. Alex, you were uh, going to grace us with some information on D1AA. Uh, I hope so. Uh, yeah, thanks for the esteemed. I didn't know I was esteemed. Uh, uh, yeah. D1AA is, is um, a bit of a mess this year, as everybody knows, uh, or, or if you're watching it, like um, we had a championship in the fall. But that was uh, under CRAA, sort of. That was just a challenge match between Tennessee and Bowling Green. We had a NCR championship where they took some of the strongest teams that everyone thought was D1AA and bumped them up to a different competition. And Virginia Tech then won what was D1AA, a team that finished fifth in their conference. So that's a little bit confusing. And then we come into the spring and we have... Uh, ACR, which is another group running basically the D1AA stuff in the spring, and they've got an eastern bracket and a western bracket, and everyone says, well, what about those Florida teams? I don't see any Florida teams in there. And Their conference is independent, so they don't get invited to that playoff, and they knew that. They're not 
too bothered by it, but they knew that it's just um, Florida sort of operates on their own. So Florida's going to have their season and they're having their playoffs and then it, they're done. They don't play anybody else to find out where they fit. So that's my job with the rankings and stuff like that is to figure out where they fit. And will you be curing cancer first or? <laughs> yeah, it really, I mean, it's, 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 it's amusing because people will come up to me and say, so what's going on in college rugby? And it's like, all right, sit down. We're going to be here for about five or six days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go get the PowerPoint and we'll work on it. But this past weekend, Florida was having their, their semifinals. Uh, Central Florida won uh, kind of a challenging game with Florida International, but Central Florida, not a surprise. They were 5-1 and one in the regular season. They're into the final. And then Florida State has been amazing the whole season. They're giving up about 12 points a game. They gave up 10 this past weekend against North Florida, 45-10. to 10. Uh, So that's the final. It's the top two teams are in the final. Um, I personally, I'm, I'm putting Florida State right now in the top 10, but I, I – they can't really bubble up too high, too much higher than that because they don't play anybody else. Uh, and then we've got, we actually did have playoffs. We had the Eastern bracket. Um, Kansas won that and they won that by the skin of their teeth, 12-7 over UT San Antonio and then 17-10 uh, over Texas State. Uh, so Kansas is into the final, the ACR final, which will be at the end um, of this month uh, in Dallas. And next week, we get the Western bracket, and we're waiting for that. So uh, for me, uh, the big thing was that the Lone Star Conference, which they don't talk about themselves very much. I've been quite vocal in the fact that Texas State – Thus the word lone. Lone. Yeah. We want to be alone. Exactly. They do. They want to be alone. They don't play outside their state. So you you can't rank them very high. You don't know whether whether they're really good. And they came in, and they acquitted themselves very well, uh, Texas State. Um, made the final, beat Minnesota, and San Antonio beat Minnesota for third. So San Antonio did very well. And, and um, Sam Houston State, who's right behind them, is also very good. What about the D1 elite, Alex? Well, the D1 elite issue is not too many, is too few. So they. This, of um, course, is the women's there's code. There's the women's code. So it's, it's four teams. And we know they're going to be in the semifinals because there's only four. They play each other in the fall. They don't play each other in the spring building up because it would be anticlimactic. So they play other games to warm up. Uh, BYU um, is good enough to be in it. Um, <clears throat> the problem partly is BYU is an elevated club. The way BYU does their clubs, they're funded, but they're not funded a lot. And you look around and they've got teams sort of on their doorstep that they can play. Um, you contrast that with Central Washington, who has pretty much nobody to play in, in anywhere near them. So they're going to travel no matter what. So they may as well travel for the D1 elite. What I'd like to see is if you got BYU and you got Grand Canyon and you had Central Washington, you would have a Western side and they could play each other. And then you would have Lindenwood Life and Penn State on the other side and you could have an Eastern side. But it's, uh, it's tough because you try and entice anybody else into this group and they go, you want me to come into this group so I can lose by 75. Who's going to win, Alex? Just one of the things is that, you know, we, we, we have the Sorensen Award coming up and, and, and we have our, our nominees and a lot of them come from these teams. So um, Lindenwood has um, last year, last year's winner was from Lindenwood. They've got four nominees right now. Life University is going to uh, um, 
beat Central Washington. Lindenwood's going to beat Penn State. Lindenwood should be like. Alex, briefly, who's going to win D1A? Cal's been ranked number one for a while. I think Cal is uh, as consistently good, one through 23, as we've seen them. Um, Sam Gall is a nominee for the Schultz Award. They, they probably have two or three other guys who could have been. Um, I, I, they're very good. and But the, this is the best Army team we've seen in a while. They did beat Lindenwood. Lindenwood has got their sights on it. And I think Lindenwood versus Army in the semifinal, I think that's going to be a cracker of a match. Um, but I'm leaning Cal. All right, so what we're going to have is we're going to have Alex Goff, yours truly, Jeremy Treese, Jack Clark, and Paul Keeler locked in a room, and we're going to figure out a solution to all the college rugby landscape problems. Uh-huh. But we want to thank you, Mr. Goff, in the meantime, while you're curing cancer and figuring out the landscape. And uh, we will be back after this. Check out our bonus interview with Chris Matina, the former Team USA 7-star turned current Austin Gilgroni. And be sure to check out our bonus interview with San Diego Legion and Team USA star, Will Hooley. Final thoughts, gentlemen. Josh, kick us off. I'm really excited to watch this Cal game. I think uh, Cal's game and Lindenwood's game in the East are going to really set the stage for, you know, what are we going to be looking at in the semifinal matchups? Um, it's We've now hit the really exciting rugby. Um, granted, you know, the first round had some little moments, but this is where we're really seeing those top four teams in the country. So if there was a week to watch college rugby, it's this weekend. All right. You get an argument from other folks in the other setups that this isn't the top four teams in the, in the country, but that's for a different show. Colby. Man, I'm ex- so excited for the game of the week. I think that's going to be this weekend and that's going to be the matchup between life and Army, I think Army knows that they're going to get life's best shot and there's nothing they can do about it. Um, so I, I can't wait for the matchup. I, I, I cannot, just excited to continue to see the Cinderella run of life continue in this tournament. I, I think they're going to move on. So Did we miss really a life for sponsorship for Colby? Yeah. Did that, did that not come in? What happened here? Yeah, I, uh, I've never heard life for Joseph Cinderella team in a, in a D1A yeah. tournament, but uh, I, I will piggyback off of what both of them were saying. Uh, this is a great weekend for rugby, you know, with the D1A matchups. And also the, you have the D1 elite, so the top women's college programs in the country kicking off their first round as well. Um, D1A or D1 on that side, you're going to get to see all the best teams, you know, uh, that are out there competing. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and I also just had to say this past weekend, I was at the 60th anniversary of the Holy Cross Rugby Football Club. Uh, we had our alumni game in which I did score a try, but <laughs> I just had to say uh, kudos to those guys. It was a well-run event. Uh, the team is in very good hands. Uh, very proud of the the way things are going over at Holy Cross. So big things in the future for the, for the Satyrs. Oh, the Satyrs. Well, they're going to get smoked by the University of Buffalo Bulls at some point, someplace. <laughs> so don't worry about that. But my thought, my final thought here is I want everybody, I'm going to make a plea. I want you all, when you're using your cell phone, taking fit, uh, pictures or video, shoot horizontally. Hashtag shoot horizontally. On that note, we're out of time. I want to thank Mr. Colby Marshall, Mr. Josh Rescio, Mr. Zach Lanning, the maniac. And you for tuning in. I'm Matt McCarthy. Please check out our other segments, including the Rugby Odds and our Major League Rugby Highlight Show. And please sign up for our newsletter. So hit that subscribe button on YouTube. And please, please, please join our Rugby Wrap-Up American Red Cross Blood Donor Team.